Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 750, December 9th, 2021. Is that a milestone? 750? 750 is okay. a milestone. All right. 58 degrees on this day in 1939. That's the fourth day in a row that the warm uh, temperature record for the month of December was established in 1939. It was 27 below in 1876. There was 10 and a half inches of snow on this day in 2012. Wow. And 17 of the December warm temperature records were established before 1962. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. When it was 58 degrees in 1939, nobody said a word except to enjoy it. Right. If it was 58 degrees tomorrow, we'd have to go down to the basement and sprinkle holy water all over the place because the world is going to end. <laughs> yeah. What a bunch of BS. Don't buy it. Well, the GLers know they don't have We're to buy it. We're preaching to the choir. Yeah. Okay, you guys got to help me. I have a number of requests for, uh, and it's confusing. It's somebody's birthday today. Okay. Uh, I didn't think we did that. Sarah writes, it's her dad's. It's Wally, Wally Nelson. He Wally. turned 60 today. Okay. The Wally, country singer? He's not a country singer. That's Willie Nelson. Give it's Willie. Yeah. Wally Nelson. Okay, we got that straight. <laughs> and then there's another one. Yeah, that's a Wally Nelson one, too. Who's this? You printed it twice, huh? This is from Beth. My husband is a fan, and he turned 60 on December 9th. Is that Wally, you think? That's today. Uh, Beth Prince, you guys make him laugh. Thanks for your consideration. These are women who wanted these guys to come in and, and watch the show, and we don't, unfortunately, we don't do that. But Not a hell I said, to have any it. guests in the So building. I don't know if that's Wally uh, and another guy today or if it's Wally. Here, give me the email. It's just very confusing, and I've been keeping them because I promised the, that I'd say hello to Wally. So, so there you have it. Hold on. Yeah. I want to make sure, because we don't do birthday announcements on this show. Uh, Beth Prinz is her name. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do her no, last Oh, done. Steve. Steve. It's right Steve, here. Steve, happy birthday, Steve and Wally. Happy birthday, Wally right, that's and it. Steve. Throw them away. Throw you them just away. broke protocol for the very I, yeah, first I time we, ever. I thought we didn't, thought we don't we didn't do, do that. that, do we? Don't do no, that. we do not do birthday no. messages no. on here. Well, yeah. those guys are kind of special in the... Wow, in the halls of GL, those are the only two that have ever received a birthday. <laughs> Joe, for $1 million, uh-huh. do you know the birthdays of the three of us? Hell no. <laughs> I'm not uh, going to pretend that well, I wait do. Wait a minute. We can go deeper there. Uh, what about the CP? I know hers. Uh, the grandkids? <laughs> yeah, I could get most of them. The oldest? Most uh, of them. The oldest? Your oldest. Huh? Yeah, I think it's May 29th. Okay. And, and the middle and the youngest? Yeah, they're in there. I sent my sister a birthday greeting uh, last night. Uh, Turns out her birthday was uh, three weeks ago. Hey, you still thought of her. In the ongoing uh, dynamic that we discussed yesterday about the Kim Potter trial, here's a uh, headline from the local uh, CBS affiliate, Channel 4. Governor Walls prepares National Guard amid Kim Potter trial. Okay. 
Governor Tim Walz says he is preparing the Minnesota National Guard to provide public safety assistance if necessary. The city of Brooklyn Center requested the uh, mobilization. Out of an abundance of caution, we are prepared to ask members of the Minnesota National Guard to be available to support local law enforcement with the mission of allowing for peaceful demonstrations. Yeah, well, they won't be peaceful. Maybe that's why you got to call the National Guard. The trial opened yesterday, and the young woman who was a passenger, I'm reading from the Star Tribune, the young woman who was a passenger in Dante Wright's car when he was fatally shot uh, testified Thursday. Of, the, of his final harrowing moments. Well, there were also harrowing moments for the police. Elena Albrecht Dash Payton, 20, opened the second day of testimony in Porter's manslaughter trial in Hennepin County District Court. She told the jury that she and Wright had dated for about three weeks, and he was just so nervous and flustered during the April 11th traffic stop that led to a shooting uh, when Potter fired her handgun, shouting, Taser, Taser, Taser. Things unfolded quickly. Albrecht-Payton said under questioning by Prosecutor Aaron Elkridge, Eldridge, I'm sorry, when Wright attempted to get back into the car after police tried to arrest him and she heard a bang. His hands were on the wheel and that's why I was confused and I looked up and saw a car, she said, of Wright accelerating immediately after he was shot and striking another car head on. I put my hands on his chest. I kept saying, Dante, Dante, please say something. Uh, Just talk to me and he couldn't. Uh, prosecutors played police body cam footage of Albrecht-Payton walking from the vehicle in a daze with blood dripping from her face as police handcuffed her. She testified that she suffered a lacerated lip and ear and a broken jaw in the crash. Under cross-examination, Albrecht-Payton told defense attorney Earl Gray that Wright had stayed with her the night before and they had smoked marijuana that morning, but not in the vehicle. Next to testify was the woman who was driving in the area of the shooting and collided head-on with Wright's vehicle. Patricia Lundgren of Brooklyn Park said the crash totaled her car and has had a debilitating effect on her husband, who was in the front passenger seat of the couple's Subaru Outback. Patricia Lundgren, 84, said the impact left her car spinning around. The airbags were all inflated. My husband was moaning. Minutes later, I heard the police demanding that the other car, from the other car, get out, get out, Lundgren said. And then Lundgren's 86-year-old husband, Kenneth, has been a lot worse since the crash cognitively and has been receiving hospice care. Lundgren's daughter, Denise Lundgren-Wells, followed and substantiated her mother's description of her father's decline. He grew increasingly difficult to understand, talked about death, and he became real belligerent with medical personnel. All right. On Wednesday in Hennepin County District Court, an emotional video was played for the jurors and to a global live stream audience. Now, is there, there's only one reason it's a global live stream audience. Why is that? White cop shot a black man. Yep. Videos from police body worn and squad car cameras captured the shocked and plaintive reactions for, of Wright's mother, Katie Bryant, and Potter moments after the shooting. In the video, Bryant pleaded to reach her son's body, uh, identifiable to her by his gym shoes that he she could see. Uh, Potter... Uh, was in disbelief that she had fired her gun instead of her taser. I killed a boy, she wailed, collapsing face down and inconsolable on the roadside grass. On the day Wright died, Bryant testified. Uh, Bryant would be his mother, Katie Bryant, right? Yeah. 
Her son came to her and asked for $50 for gas and a car wash. He then kissed his sleeping toddler and left. So I guess the son he had with I don't know who was living with his mother. Or maybe that's where he also lived. Yeah, I'm not sure. Within minutes, his mother testified, Wright called her through Facebook Messenger about being stopped for expired car registration tabs on the vehicle and an air freshener hanging from his rearview mirror. Wright didn't have a driver's license and asked his mother about car insurance. She was disconnected. When she called back over FaceTime, uh, a female told her Wright had been shot. Testifying next was uh, Officer Anthony Lucky who was being trained by Potter and decided to follow Wright after seeing him use a right turn signal while in the left turn lane. Lucky testified that his decision to stop and arrest Wright, noting that a record search found a warrant for Wright on a gross misdemeanor gun charge and protection order filed in court against him by a woman. Lucky told how Wright resisted as he tried to handcuff him and his porter grabbed his right arm. Wright got back in the vehicle and gripped the steering wheel. Lucky said Wright was obviously trying to drive away as Potter said, I'm going to tase you and taser, taser, taser. Under cross-examination from Paul Eng, Lucky said Wright should not have been driving. Along with the marijuana residue on the console and the drug's odor evident, Eng said, you had a number of concerns about him? Lucky replied, yes. Upon learning of the warrant, Eng said, you couldn't let him go? Lucky said, no. Who, who said couldn't let him go? That would be the, the defense, defense attorney. attorney is saying to the officer, well, once you found out he had a warrant, you couldn't let him go, right? And Lucky said, you're right. Oh, we, I see. Okay, gotcha. Go. I misunderstood the context. And in the meantime, we're assembling the National Guard if need be. Is that Was that necessary for the governor to say that at this point? Uh, I don't think so. I don't either. It doesn't surprise me that he was or, asked or, by the Brooklyn Center Police. Or does he say that, hoping that that will in some way squash any civil unrest? Maybe that's why he said that. I'm yeah, I'm to, not gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna suggest Walls is hoping for civil unrest. No, of course not. Yeah. But I'm just saying maybe that's why he said that was in, just probably a warning for all involved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That video uh, is pretty tough to watch. Yes, it is. Pretty tough. You know, the police made every effort to be gentle. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, you, what, you know, what's going through their minds? George Floyd had just died, right? Yeah. Well, George Floyd had died the previous spring. This, is, this occurred April of this year. April of 2021, Dante Wright died. Mm-hmm. And the police are probably very aware that uh, their behavior is being more closely monitored than it ever has been in history. So they, they took no effort to instantly restrain him, probably out of fear that it would have been seen as unnecessary. And they didn't take any effort to restrain him to the point where he felt emboldened to try to get away. Am I making sense here? No, yeah. no, no. no. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not following what I'm reading right now. Okay. Um, Lucky described how Wright resisted and jerked his arm back as he tried to put handcuffs on him. Lucky can be heard on the video saying, you're tensing up, bro. Don't do that. As Lucky tried to handcuff him and Potter grabbed his right arm, Wright managed to get back into the vehicle and grip the steering wheel. A third officer, Sergeant Johnson, was on the other side of the vehicle, possibly reaching for the wheel. 
Uh, Lucky said Wright was obviously trying to drive away when he heard Potter on his left say, I'm going to tase you, and then taser, taser, taser. I, I think that corroborates what I'm saying. Uh, he's in the uh, he's in the grip apparently an arm each yes. with two police officers. Yes, isn't it plausible that that two police officers? He's not a big. He wasn't a big kid. No, isn't it plausible that two police officers, even one of them being a woman, which shouldn't make any difference? Isn't it plausible that they should have been able to put the handcuffs on him? Is, uh, in other words, I think they were. Hesitant. I think they were timid. I think you're reading that. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. My, I, yeah, my opinion is you're correct. You mean it, you're, what you're trying to suggest is they might have waited an extra second or two? No, they weren't using, I think, can I? Yes. Uh, they weren't using the force they probably would have. Or could have. I or see. could have. I see. Was Lucky was also a trainee, wasn't he? He right. wasn't fully, he wasn't a, so he, maybe he was timid for reasons that he hadn't really been involved in a lot sure, of stuff yeah, he yet. he hadn't been through uh, it before. It, yeah, right. Or the timidity was brought about. Is that a word? Yes. Okay. The timidity was brought about by the political atmosphere in the air in April of 2021. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember the, uh, that, you're right. Remember the video? Was it Miami? Where the cop is screaming at the or saying to the kid, "Don't make me do this." Right? Is it that kind of mentality well, you're thinking of? A little of? bit, a little bit. For, uh, very different circumstances, right. obviously. But I forgot to ask you, frat grunt and eco. <laughs> yep. Huh? Yep. But I guess what you were just saying, Joe, going back. Here's to what diff- I'm saying: okay. all traffic stops can be harrowing <clears throat> for all involved. Of course. Right. Yes. Sure. Once that became more than a traffic stop, the discovery of the warrant, uh, under a different political cloud, the restraining of Dante Wright would have happened much more quickly and firmly. That's what I'm saying. But he felt so emboldened that he not only tore his arms away from these two— But he gets back in the car fully believing he has every right in the world to drive away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With an outstanding warrant and no driver's license. And no insurance. Yep. After having gotten 50 bucks, apparently, from his mother so he could get but, the car washed. And there's, and, and that's the problem because everyone, not everyone, uh, many people see every single situation like this as the same case. You know, why if so many people are, are comparing this to the George Floyd situation, and those two cases couldn't be more different well, not, from each other. And what you were saying earlier about a, a cop reading the room right now mm-hmm. and realizing the tensions, that's back to why I had such a problem with the cop at Aldi. I have less of a problem with him than you do, because I don't know everything. Sure. But again, go back to, this is a guy that was in line at a grocery store. Well, let's stick with Potter for a moment. Uh, There can be no doubt that her being inconsolable was genuine. Oh, no question. Yeah. I'm sure she was beyond devastated. She couldn't believe what she did. And she crumbled to the ground in 
Oh, she was grieving just as much as the girlfriend and just as much as the mom. Yes. They were all, you know, everybody there was grieving. May I ask a really indelicate question? Is that inconsolable state of mind, her uh, being um, angry at herself for taking a life or knowing that her life is over? No, it's, that would be uncharitable. I think she was inconsolable because she didn't want to kill that kid. I'm not, I, I'm not saying she did want to, no. but no. is it a combination of the two things? Well, I think she's grieving for the kid. Sure. Yeah. You, you know, I'm no. sure it occurred to her soon enough that that her life was over. Yeah. I'm sure well, that she, occurred to her soon enough. She said it when she was on the lawn. She said, I'm going to prison. Yeah. Oh, she did? I did not know oh, that. Oh, yeah. She said, I'm going to prison now. Wow. And again, you know what compelled that, John? What compelled that is the political atmosphere of the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This would be getting no coverage if it wasn't a white officer and an African-American youth. This would be getting no coverage. Locally it would, but not nationally. Right. No, it's now worldwide. Right. This is is the, the world's news gathering institutions believing they have another... George Floyd clickathon on their hands. Right? Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I had a friend earlier this week from out of state text me and ask, is this is this George Floyd all over again? I said the two no, cases no. couldn't be further apart no. from each other, but we might still have some civil unrest, I said to him. I can't believe this will be a long trial. The, the 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 matter is pretty cut and dried about what happened. It's a trial that will attempt to, on her side, her attorneys will attempt to portray her as having made this horrible mistake and granting the reality of it. We know it's a mistake. It's horrible. And the My other no- side, the other oh, side yeah, believing, the other side believing that, that you know, with, with the mentality that uh, this is typical, this is an example of white supremacy or what have you. None of which is germane to this case. No. None of it. Yes, Kenny. John, have you seen any updates from this morning's proceedings? Have they uh, broke for lunch or anything? No, they were. In fact, there was still testimony going on just a few minutes ago in a Twitter feed I saw. Uh, it was still the girlfriend. So, okay. Um. Is it a good time to talk about meat? Sure. When isn't? Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats, the best in the business. The original location on Highway 61, just north of downtown Hugo, a booming area these days. And uh, a new location on Highway 97 in Forest Lake, just east of Interstate 35. If you've got Christmas and holiday seasons coming up, what a great time to load up on ham and Wagyu steaks and burgers and brats and delicious seasonings and potato salad and cheeses. Uh, what a discovery this has been for GLers, and GLers have been spreading the word, and people, I think, you know, I bet there's been a few relationships developed at Grunhofer's. You think so, I bet some guys have met some gals at Grunhofer's, (laughs) right? It's it's really a Saturday gathering spot. Have you ever been out there on a Saturday? I have. It's amazing. It is festive. It's full of GLers. It's amazing. Uh, Check it out for yourself if you haven't. It's just an extraordinary Taste sensation. It's a meat emporium at both locations. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. 
Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here once again for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. And as you've been hearing over the course of the last couple of months, Josh asks you one simple question, and that's always, do you know what you own? You see, Josh's clients, they always know what they own. And Josh has found that most people that he meets with every single day, well, they don't. They absolutely have no idea. Josh has also seen retirement portfolios that have a big percentage in bonds. And there are real instances of people paying more in commissions and fees than they can possibly make on the rate of return that those bonds currently yield. So Josh begs of you, know what you own. And you'll hear from Mr. Money Talk later today here in Garage Logic to give you a specialized report on the goings-on in the market today. Trust is often overused, and it's even harder to find. Please, you can take it from me that you can trust Josh. So give him a call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation, and you do so by calling 952 952- 925-5608. Once again, that's 952-925-5608 for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Latte Schmate. Here's I Joe Sucheray. So we gave Mr. Positive Mike Schoon over the day off, but I did speak with him via text this morning. And as you can probably imagine, Schoon over Body Works and Glass on County E in uh, Lexington over there in Shoreview. Crazy busy right now with all the wrecks we've had this week. Uh, Mike told me the one reoccurring issue they keep seeing on customer cars that have been coming in for body repairs is bad tires. Ooh. Yeah, if your tires are bad, you have no control. And that's that answers the question. Everybody wonders how people are still managing to crash when speeds are 20 miles per hour and bumper to bumper. It's because you don't have good tires. You're like a pig on ice with bad tires. You're going to crash into people, run off the road, auger into the ditch. All-season tires. Now, uh, that's a wonderful investment. Or you can even spend a little bit more and get really good tires with summer and winter tires. And if you do that at Schoonover Body Works and Glass in Shoreview, they're going to store those tires for you for free when you do that fall and spring tire swap deal. Otherwise, just, you know, plan on having Schoonover fix your body damage a couple, two, three times per winter. Uh, At least those body repairs they do for you are guaranteed for as long as you own that vehicle. They've been in business for 80 years. They're the greatest team in the Metro. GLers, thank you for choosing SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. An additional Pearl Harbor note, which certainly bears reading. It was mentioned the other day that World War II Waco CG-4A gliders used to be made in St. Paul. There were actually a total of 16 companies in America that had manufacturing contracts for these gliders. Ford Motor Company made the largest quantity, 4,190, at the Kingsford, Michigan plant, from which we get... Kingsford Charcoal. (laughs) Nice, nice. My father was glider infantry, and in March of 1945, he flew into combat in Germany in one of the gliders. It was part of Operation Varsity, which was the largest airborne operation conducted on a single day during the war. The operation was comprised of the British 6th Airborne Division and the U.S. 17th Airborne Division. The 17th, which my dad was part of, is the redheaded stepchild of World War II, as they are relatively unknown compared to the 82nd and the 101st Airborne Divisions. 
Prior to Operation Varsity, the 17th was trucked into the Battle of the Bulge to relieve the pressure on the 101st Airborne. My dad was one of 55 guys in his platoon that walked into the Bastogne area on December 25th, 1944. Oof. 45 days later, he was one of five remaining soldiers to walk out. The rest were killed in action, captured, or had frozen feet. Wow. I'm too late to ask you to recognize him as a great living American. No, you're not. Nope. He's a great living American. Yep. He passed away on October 28th at the age of 100. Up until the end, he was the sharpest guy in the room. Perhaps you could give him a posthumous, posthumous, how do you say that word, John? Posthumous. Posthumous salute that we used to give when toasting the troopers at the 17th Airborne reunions that we used to intend. It goes like this. Son of a bitch! Say it loud and proud. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, let's do it, all of us together. Three, two, two, one. Son Son of a bitch! bitch. That's for you, Mr. Oz. It's A-A-S. This is from Dan Oz in Fort Myers, Florida. And he says, P.S., Google my dad's name for his obituary and some cool stories about him. Lynn Oz. Look for Hell Froze Over the Lynn Oz story. So there you have it, GLers. His name is Lynn Oz, A-A-S, if you want to Google his story. He's a great living American. Very cool. Huh. Uh, just a minute. Uh, did you say he dropped? How the front of that letter? Did he drop in uh, in a glider? Yeah. Is that how he got yeah, there? Yeah. No, he was he was he glided into the on the first uh, on D Day, right? Yeah, he glided in, and then because they were there, they needed help to reinforce the one hundred and first, so they were trucked up to the. Uh, Bastogne area. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but Bast- ba- yeah, yeah, Bastogne happened yeah. much yeah. later. Yeah. Uh, have you guys seen The Longest Day? I probably have. It's oh, a long about. time ago. Really, yeah. really fun World War II movie with uh, a lot of big, big actors. And they do show um, a scene where they glide in and they land uh, short of their goal in the swamps. And I can't imagine riding in one of those. It, it had to be feel like riding in a coffin on your yeah. way to on, on your way to your own death. Yesterday, but, I mentioned that uh, a vagrant had lit fire to a Christmas tree in Manhattan outside the building that houses the uh, New York Post, the Wall Street Journal, and Fox News. Mm-hmm. And it turns out he's a 49-year-old suspect. Uh, he's been free. Well, he's been freed with no bail. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, I was pretty PO'd about that until I saw the after picture. Mm-hmm. It was a fake tree. Well, yeah. I know that, yeah. yeah it did $50,000 of damage. Yeah, it was a fake tree. Arson suspect Craig Tamanha, Tamanaha was seen leaving Manhattan Criminal Courthouse on Wednesday night following his arraignment. I didn't do it, he told reporters. The fire, which happened early Wednesday morning, sent... He didn't even stay overnight in jail. <laughs> The fire, which happened, well, Joe, early, we don't do that anymore. Uh, which happened early Wednesday, sent dangerous flames and thick smoke into the air outside the building at Sixth Avenue and West Forty Eighth Street, just hours before workers, holiday shoppers, and tourists would be flooding sidewalks and pedestrian plazas in the area. Uh, investigators said the fifty-foot artificial tree was set ablaze using a burning piece of cardboard. The uh, fire's damage was estimated at about oh five hundred thousand dollars. The arson and other charges. 
Tamanaha was facing, including criminal mischief, reckless endangerment, and criminal trespass, were considered misdemeanors and requiring and not requiring a bail repay, uh, payment under the New York City bail laws. Assistant District Attorney Matthew Bailey told the New York Post. Uh, he is a vagrant with a long criminal record. Uh, he would have to be accused of a more serious charge of third-degree felony arson in order to be forced to pay bail for his release, and he wouldn't have been able to do that. The uh, suspect's next court appearance is January 4th, uh, so good luck to him showing up there. And uh, Jordy uh, notes, uh, where did he have his notes? He uh, he noted that he, I don't know what edition, oh, he I think he found the New York Post piece. Uh, uh, Tamanaha denied the arson and hurled obscenities at reporters before asking them for a cigarette. <laughs> the you mom, know what that is? That sounds like, a pre, sounds like a pre-show GL meeting, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the Give mom, me a heater, you bastards. The moms that want to rape their bleeping daughters, they set it on fire, yelled the man, who had also what? allegedly exposed himself out the Ghislaine Maxwell trial last week. Huh. Uh, the suspect was hit with a slew of misdemeanor charges, including arson, criminal mischief, reckless endangerment, and criminal, uh, criminal trespass. And uh, Jordy notes, reporting is it what it used to be. Did he get the cigarette? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they should. They need to. What the cops need to do with this fellow is just relocate him across uh, over to Jersey. Yeah. Drive him over the bridge and drop him off. <laughs> I think he seems a bit unstable. St. Paul has earned. Uh, St. <laughs> Paul has earned quite a distinction. Oh, it's I one of twelve. It's one of twelve Democrat-run major cities in the United States that have hit an all-time high homicide record. Congratulations, oh. St. Mm-hmm. Paul! I thought you were referring to the uh, screaming headline in the Star <laughs> Tribune local section: "St. Paul passes six point two percent property tax levy." Mm-hmm. Well, this deserves fanfare. <laughs> At least How you 12, doing, Joe? At least 12 major U.S. cities have broken annual homicide records in 2021, and there's still three weeks to go. Did you see the number in Philadelphia? Philadelphia, a city of roughly 1.5 million people, has had more homicides this year, 521. Oh, wow. Holy moly. Than the two largest cities, New York, 443, and Los Angeles, 352. That's an increase of 13% from 2020 a year that nearly broke the 1990 record. Uh, Chicago, the nation's third largest city, leads the nation with 749 homicides as the end of November, up 3% from 2020, according to the Chicago Police Department crime data. Chicago's deadliest year remains 1970, when there were 974 homicides. Wow. Philadelphia's homicide record was broken in the same week that Columbus, Indianapolis, and Louisville eclipsed records. Experts say there are a number of reasons possibly connected to the jump in homicides, including strained law enforcement staffing, a pronounced decline in arrests, and the continuing hardships from the pandemic, but that there is no clear answer. I don't think you can blame a pandemic for this. Well, that's what we were told by the the White House, though, Joe. Other major cities that have surpassed yearly homicide records are St. Paul, Minnesota, Portland, Oregon, Tucson, Arizona, Toledo, Ohio, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Austin, Texas, Rochester, New York, and Albuquerque, New Mexico, which broke its record in August. The uh, community has to get fed up, Captain Frank 
Umbrino of the Rochester Police Department said at a news conference after the city of just over 200,000 people broke its 30-year-old record on November 11th. We are extremely frustrated. This has to stop. It's worse than a war zone around here lately. Indianapolis, Columbus, Louisville, Toledo, and Baton Rouge broke records set in 2020, while St. Paul surpassed a record set in 1992. Among major cities on the brink of setting new homicide records are Milwaukee, which has 178 homicides, 12 short of a record set in 2020, and Minneapolis, which has 91 homicides, six shy of a record set in 1995. According to the FBI's annual Uniform Crime Report released in September, the nation saw a 30% increase in murder in 2020, the largest single-year jump since the Bureau began recording crime statistics 60 years ago. These are all Democrat-run cities, everyone mentioned. Is anybody surprised St. Paul St. Paul has more than Minneapolis, correct? No. 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 What no. was St. Paul, 80-something? 35. 35. Oh, 35. Yeah. That, that's enough. So I was curious, so I Googled the largest U.S. city to see a decrease in homicides yeah. for 2021. Yeah. I, did, I couldn't find it, but listen to this headline on CNN's website. You ready? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. This is from November 8th of 2021. Homicides in 22 U.S. cities continue to rise in 2021, but at a slower pace, according to a report. What the hell does that mean? That's like the new mail system designed by Yogi Berra. You're still going to get your mail on time. It's just going to take longer. (laughs) Some of those cities you rattled off, pretty shocking. Mm -hmm. Albuquerque? Mm -hmm. Really? Columbus, Ohio? Well, gentlemen, we talked about this yesterday. Look at Rochester. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's no murder statistics for Rochester. Oh, you talking Rochester, New York? No, I'm talking about Rochester, oh. Minnesota. It doesn't matter, Kenny, how, I mean, it, wherever, whatever state you're in now, it doesn't matter. And we keep letting people go. What are the odds? Here, let me find something for you. I said, five will get you ten, that every... Young person who broke into the Best Buys a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, every one of them, I'll bet you, has a criminal record. Right. Well, how about this story? Uh, uh, the Minneapolis Police Department is warning residents after an uptick. You know oh, what? You're getting, I got gotcha. you. You got me yep, covered? I got gotcha. you. <laughs> after an uptick in robberies and home invasions. In these scenarios, they say two or more suspects follow a person to their home, then rob and sometimes assault them. One family living near Lake Nicomas thinks they could be the latest victim of this sort of brazen crime. And it's the story of uh, Aaron Karnowski was getting ready to take her four-year-old daughter to dance class. She walked out to her car and saw two men rummaging through it and a woman in a second vehicle watching. One of them came behind me, put me in a headlock, and pulled me to my feet. There was a gun pointed at my head the whole time, said Karnowski. With hoods up and masks on, the two men forced Aaron back into her home. When we walked in, my daughter was standing right there, so she did see me in a headlock with a gun with two very scary bad guys, said Karnowski. The entire ordeal was over in about two minutes. The criminal stole her car, her phone, and her wallet. But the real price of this crime cost Aaron, her husband, Kalen, and their two daughters much more than any physical possession. They're a little haunted by this. The family doesn't want to leave the city they've called home for 14 years. They want accountability on all levels, from the perpetrators, from the city, and from our legal system taking crimes like this seriously. 
Whether it's manpower or just the justice system taking a higher priority with these, something needs to change. They continue to get more brazen, more violent, and it's only a matter of time before someone gets seriously injured or killed, said Kalen, the woman's husband. Fox 9 learned the investigation into this case has been transferred from the Minneapolis Police Department to the Minneapolis Park Police. This is atypical because the family does not live on a park property and the crime did not occur on park property. As of Wednesday afternoon, no arrests have been made in that case. Well, I, got, I guarantee you wow. those, those two thugs have a criminal record. I guarantee it. Decent chance. There's a, they got the gun. They got, the, they got a system. Kenny, what was the thing that you retweeted from the St. Paul Police Department, too, about St. Paul? Oh, I just did that minutes yeah, ago. I, that's, why, that's why I was asking, because I just saw it pop up on my timeline. Uh, Joe, did you see what happened last night at the end of that police chase? Uh, chase? In Minneapolis? Yeah, I think it ended in Robbinsdale. The car yeah. got, in ha- got cut in half. It right. was loaded with kids. Two of them are dead now. Right. Um, St. Paul Police Department needs your help. They have a photo of a woman who has twice randomly shot at vehicles. No road rage, no prior interaction with other drivers, no apparent reason for the violence, just seemingly random gunfire. Where is this taking place? Uh, St. Paul, and uh, it's a three-tweet thread. It's a white BMW Is she firing from a car? Correct. Or an apartment window? Right. From From a car? From a vehicle. From her car, yep. Just doing this for the hell of it? Seems like it. (laughs) America. Uh, it's a white BMW X3. That's like uh, one of these mini little SUV. Yeah. 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 Nice rig. What What's going on? <laughs> well, it's the pandemic, Chris. Sure, that's exactly what it is. People's <laughs> well, moral and ethical you, integrity Saki. are intact. That, that's intact. <clears throat> It's, it's, the, it's, it's the, the Wild West. You, you can't COVID. you can't walk out your door without a shotgun in your hand. Boy, it's getting to that point, isn't it? And the second somebody points a firearm at you, you have to pull. I I don't see any other. And then you go to prison, probably. Or, or uh, I think the better option would be just turn around and get yourself back in the house and lock the door, <laughs> wait for them to cross the threshold, and then pull. Mm-hmm. I think that's the law in Minnesota. Might we return with John Height? Okay. And you know what John's going to John's going to update, just for you, the uh, <clears throat> brave rescue of the woman in Niagara Falls mm-hmm. by a, a very uh, ballsy Coast Guardsman. GLers, it's Reavers here once again for Chillboys and Chillboys.com. Guess what now is available if you go online to Chillboys.com? Yes, performance, long underwear, and I got to tell you, They're pretty dang sweet. I got a pair just a couple of weeks ago, and they are fantastic. So, obviously, winter is coming here. We all know that. But now, in in addition to the most comfortable underwear that you can ever possibly own, the most comfortable long underwear that you can also own is now available at chillboys.com. Yes, of course, they still have the performance boxers, the bamboo boxers, the boxer briefs. Everything that you want is all still available at chillboys.com, but now including long underwear, performance t-shirts too, by the way. And don't forget... 
forget, all of your orders that are over $40, those ship fast and free throughout the entire United States of America. When you're thinking about giving gifts this upcoming holiday season, think about Chill Boys and ChillBoys.com. And when you place your order at ChillBoys.com, please don't forget to let them know that you heard about them on the Garage Logic podcast. This next song is about Kenny Olson. If he's here, jump up and down. Nice feedback. It's the end of the world. It's a live as show, we know baby. It. And he feels fine. Joe Suchere. Yeah, you're, he's giving you professional uh, musician that's advice. The, uh, <laughs> that's just the guitar chord. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We used to pick up police radios over our amps. Oh, yeah. yeah. Always. Yeah. This was from an event called the Soul Man Slam Fest. Yeah. Uh, that happened at the Caboose, Big Backyard Warming Up the Magnolias. Here's John Height in the newsroom. And it was a day after. <laughs> It was on a Saturday night, and I had been fired from KSTP that Friday. Uh, DKMags.com, they're on new, uh, in New Brighton on Old 8, and then Monticello Pond and Gun, they're on the web at MontyPond.com, south of 94 on 25 in Monticello. Here's the deal, and just in time. DK Mag's now offering carry classes. So if you're in the mood, you're thinking about it, or if you live uh, in Minneapolis or St. Paul, get a hold of the folks at DKMags.com. Get signed up. By the way, if you're a firearms aficionado and you live up around the Monticello uh, area, they need a full-time gun gal or guy uh, at Monticello Pond and Gun. Uh, so, yeah, uh, two great things happening here. Get yourself a job at Monty Pond. And get signed up for this carry class. Um, it's dkmags.com. Uh, and just thank you. There are a couple of wonderful shops for GLers run by GLers. Here's John Height in the newsroom. Thank you, Joe. Uh, winter Storm Watch in no. effect tomorrow. No. Yeah, for parts of the Twin Cities. No. Yep. Hennepin, Ramsey, Dakota, and numerous other counties are included in the watch. Uh, I, uh, I'm not up here in the northern suburbs. We're not included in is the it watch. Late, is afternoon we're supposed to get drilled? Is it's that supposed deal? to start in 10 in the morning around 10 or 11 and then uh, proceed throughout <sighs> the day into Saturday morning. Fantastic. Uh, now, now, just to the south and east of the Twin Cities, those suburbs are saying uh, total snow accumulations could be 5 to 11 inches. However, we're still supposed to get up near 50 next Wednesday, so... Yeah. I, I practiced space management yesterday. I didn't want to, but I did. Yeah. Now so, you're getting yeah. some melt today, though. Yeah. Uh, some uh, We ended that last segment with some crime stories. Let me throw a couple quick ones in, and uh, then we'll move on from that. Now my phone is saying, I'm sorry, John, yeah. 58 next Wednesday. You're kidding nah. me. Yes. 58? Yeah, that's, it's changed 15 times in the last the right 24 city? hours. There's no way. Wait a minute. It's 58. This St. Paul? Yep, St. Oh, Paul. Okay. I'm, Yep. I'm sorry, but I don't think I can do the uh, podcast next Wednesday. Man, I might be. Yeah, you, Joe, you're right. I have 57 on mine. Yeah. Well, you wow. you live in the outback. You got 40 on mine. Well, you live in you God know. knows where. Yeah, you're up north. You're up yeah. north there. Yeah. Uh, after gathering the groceries in her car, Julie Wickland hit the button to shut her garage door Sunday about noon in her South Minneapolis home. She said, "When I went into the house, unbeknownst to me, the door had not actually been closed." That opening, apparently enough for an armed robber to walk through the garage into her home near 48th Street and Girard Avenue South. Wickland was sitting at the island in her kitchen eating lunch with her daughter. 
She says he walked into the house with no regard, people there or not, held a gun to us, spoke very calmly, not erratically at all, obviously not drunk or on drugs, just very simply, give me your keys and don't look at me. She said the thief grabbed her purse, computer, cell phone, and took off. Her son heard the commotion from upstairs and had already locked himself in the bathroom and called 911. She said it was absolutely surreal. The crime has increased, according to Minneapolis police. The suspects are in cars following victims to their homes to rob them. Jesus Sometimes, H. as in this case, going inside the home. The uh, armed, they're armed, and according to police, have attacked some homeowners. Uh, as far as uh, Wickland, she's had locks changed to her home and car, but her sense of security says, uh, she says, remains a bit shaken. She is the block captain for a local neighborhood watch. She sent an email to neighbors about the crime, reminding them to lock their doors and turn on their alarms, even when they're at home. No, no. That should not be the end of that story. I'm sorry. That's it's, This woman didn't do anything wrong. You're allowed to leave your garage door open at noon on a Sunday, for God's sake. Yeah, but it's no longer wise to. I, but I just hate how... And I'm not blaming you, Johnny. I'm just saying that, that that's just... Okay. That's a nice neighborhood. I, uh, South and east of uh, Harriet, uh, kind of really close to um, Minnehaha Creek. Mm-hmm. Really nice area. Mm-hmm. Used to be. Two people are dead after a police chase and crash in northeast Minneapolis. Uh, Thursday, police said there were five people in the vehicle that crashed. Police didn't provide the ages of those in the vehicle, but did say they were all juveniles, two of them killed. Robbinsdale police said they spotted the vehicle about two this morning. The vehicle had been reported stolen after a carjacking in Minneapolis. Officers tried to pull the car over and then pursued it into northeast Minneapolis. That's where police said the vehicle crashed near northeast Lowry Avenue and Taft Street. The crash split the vehicle in half. Police said the other three juveniles who were in the vehicle were injured. More information should be released later today, according to authorities. I wonder what it hit to break it in half. Yeah. That's the first thought I had, too. A brick wall, a lamppost, uh, I don't know. And how fast were they going for that to happen? And plus, they probably didn't know how to drive very well. well I was going to say, this leads to your theory, Joe. They're, they're young, yep. not really you know, ready to drive a car. And then Dad didn't go out in the street and set up two trash cans to teach them how to parallel park and merge into traffic. Right. And, you know, Dad's out doing crimes himself. What are you talking about? Yeah. With 11 months to go until the 2022 elections, the new poll from KSTP shows Governor Tim Walz has a double-digit lead over each of the six Republican candidates seeking their party's endorsement. But there's a large number of what are called likely voters who say they're undecided about who they will support. Come on, Kendall! Walls leads Republican Senator Paul Gazelka, probably the best known of the Republicans, 47 to 34 percent, while 5 percent prefer a candidate from another party. 14 percent are undecided. Uh, most of the other Republicans running, the numbers are pretty close to what they are with Gazelka, around 47 to 35 all around. But in each case, up to 10 to 14 percent are undecided right now as to how they'll vote. I'm rooting for Kendall, but is this late to join the... No. No? No. Okay. Yeah, you got nothing but time. Hormel Foods capped off a big year with a record-setting quarter, propelling the Austin, Minnesota-based company to a $909 million annual profit on $11.4 billion in sales. Even without this year's $3.3 billion acquisition of planters, Hormel posted double-digit sales growth in the fiscal year that ended October 31st compared with 2020. Organic net sales for the year, which does not include planters, were up 14%. Total sales were up 19% over the prior year. 
The St. Paul City Council, Kenny, you alluded to this earlier, on Wednesday unanimously passed an almost $713 million budget for 2022, marking a 13% increase from the year before thanks uh, to federal pandemic relief help and a property tax levy hike. At a virtual meeting, council members praised the plan, which they said balances the need to effectively and efficiently provide basic services. St. Paul will collect about $175.4 million in property taxes, a 6.17% increase from 2021. <laughs> so, was anybody here living in St. Paul? Just no. curious. Yeah. I know a guy that lives there. You can't even see him on yeah. the camera right now. <laughs> the levy is the total amount the city collects in property taxes. Now what... Hi, Joe. How are you? <laughs> Owners of a median value home, say your house is worth about 230 grand, would owe an additional $162 to the city in property taxes and fees combined. Well, so how can you cap rent increase to 3% but think nothing of hosing the, the homeowners who pay the freight? You mean the right. evil homeowner? Yeah, right. at six per, over 6%. How far away are you in St. Paul from just <laughs> surrendering your entire paycheck to the city and then they'll divvy out an allowance to you as they see fit. Oh, that's yeah. a good idea, Kenny. Yeah. 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 A little just, grocery money, just gas sign money. It open. Yeah. John, did pa- you pay to the order of the city of St. Paul? Did you say the median home price in St. Paul's 230,000? About uh 2287. Wow. So, I rounded to 230. Okay. Yes. So, uh, Mark Meadows facing the looming prospect of criminal contempt of Congress charges is suing to block a subpoena. Uh, I'm going to sneeze now, okay? He I is. might know a guy who lives in a house that costs a little bit more than uh, 230 hmm. What do I? Mark, Mark Meadows, as I said, facing the looming prospect of criminal contempt of Congress charges, is suing to block a subpoena from the January 6th committee, saying it's unconstitutionally intruding on former President Trump's powers to invoke executive privilege. The former White House chief of staff filed the suit yesterday in U.S. District Court in Washington against members of the Capitol riot panel, Speaker Nancy Pelosi, and the committee itself. His attorney says he's been put in an untenable position of choosing to defy the committee and risk criminal prosecution or defying his former boss, Donald Trump's attempt to assert executive privilege to block his testimony. Sit up straight, Joe. Look at the camera. Behave yourself. Buck up. Buck up, fella. Buck up, little mister. Everything's going to be okay. Oh, it's great. It's great. Yep. You mean uh, what you're trying to say is? No, they're going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. Yep. Weekly jobless claims tumbled last week, reaching a fresh 52-year low as the U.S. jobs market climbed out of the pandemic-era hole, according to the Labor Department. Initial filings for unemployment insurance totaled 184000 for the week. That's the lowest, going back to September 6, 1969. Markets will get a fresh look at the inflation picture when the Labor Department releases November's Consumer Price Index reading on Friday. Um, I just got a bulletin, uh, gentlemen, coming across my This Twitter better not feed. be what you did yesterday. Do you guys know who's playing halftime of the Vikings game today? Who? Flo Rida. Flo Rida. That's not a home game, is it, I'll bet. It's, yeah, is that it's, a home game? They're hosting yes. Pittsburgh tonight. It is a game here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And Thursday? Yep. yep. There's a Thursday night game, Ken. Every, every week, Every, Ken. every Thursday. Thursday. Thursday night game, yep. 
Update from yesterday. Here you go, Chris. That uh, harrowing effort by a Coast Guard diver to reach an occupied vehicle caught in the churning Niagara River just 50 yards from the brink of the American Falls drew international notice yesterday. The rescue attempt ended with the somber news, though, that the woman in the vehicle was already dead before the diver was lowered by helicopter to the vehicle, opening the passenger door, pulling her out, and lifting her to shore. Well, when, we were wa- when I was watching the video after the show, I, I told you, I said, I yeah. don't think this is going to end well because she just she looked frozen. John, do you have his name? He was Petty Officer Second Class Darian Durier. Mm-hmm. And he was as brave as a man can be. Yeah, the fact that uh, the woman uh, unfortunately died did not diminish those actions of the diver no who, who braved the strong winds and swift-moving oh, yeah. currents to these reach guys, the vehicle. No, they're a different breed than the rest of us. He, that was That's fun to these guys. The uh, helicopter's pilot, Lieutenant Chris Monticelli, and flight mechanic John Finnerty kept a wary eye on the waterfall's icy mist as it coated the hovering aircraft, including oh, the windows, further limiting what they could wow. see. Oof. A lot of bigger planes wow. have de-icing capabilities, but we don't, Monticelli said. We have a lot of discussion and training for what we'd do if we got into that situation, because if you do accumulate enough ice on the helicopter, it will fall out of the sky. Oh, yikes. Oh. About two minutes after entering the car with water surging around the vehicle and over the brink of the falls about 50 yards downstream, Durier emerged and signaled for Finity to hoist him and the motionless driver, a woman in her 60s, from the water. The current was ripping pretty good uh, through there, and the car was close to the edge of the falls. If it moved, we didn't want him getting dragged out with it, Finnerty said. Wow. Goodness. Uh, officials aren't saying whether the vehicle entered the water accidentally or intentionally. They say they're still investigating to find to find all that so, out. Try and find all that out. Did the car eventually go over, or is it still lodged there, or did they hook it, or what? I have no idea. As of this morning, it was still there, and they're trying to figure out what to do with it. So that was about nine this morning when I saw that story. Now I have some, uh, see, the last time I did this, you know, it, it caused a minor argument here, an obscure like, musician. You mean like deaths. bringing up a story about a car almost going over Niagara Falls? Yeah, well, well this what one, see, thinking, now, Chris? Come on. When, this, when this first started and I started doing musician deaths, uh, the host of this show said, we should call these the John Hyde obscure musician deaths. Mm-hmm. So last time I did it, and he insisted everybody knew who Billy Hinch was, and nobody did. So I don't know what to call this segment at this point, because I know all these musicians and own records by Get them. off they, your uh, high horse, F. Who died? And I'll tell Give you if, he's, I'll tell we'll you if tell he's obscure you. or not. We'll tell We're you. Not, well, we got three of them, actually. Yeah. yeah. Robbie Shakespeare. I've heard of him. Robbie's the influ- influential Jamaican bassist, known as uh, part of the rhythm duo Sly and Robbie. Mm-hmm. If you don't oh, know Sly... I do. Yeah, and if... And if you don't know Sly and Robbie records, there's tons of great ones, uh, reggae records especially. Uh, but they also ended up working with folks like Joe Cocker, Peter Tosh, Mick Jagger, Carly Simon, Sting, Jackson Brown, and uh, Bob Dylan actually used them as his rhythm section on three different albums, Infidels, Empire Burlesque, and Down in the Groove. He what was 68 years old. 68 years old. He had undergone kidney surgery. He had been sick. He had some problems oh, uh, with his kidneys. Yeah. And, uh, Who's the next uh, cons- guy? Melvin Parker. Doesn't ring obscure. Melvin uh, was best known as James Brown's drummer for a long period. He died at the age of 77. He performed on a ton of James's hits, Out of Sight, Papa's Got a Brand New Bag, I Got You, I Feel Good, and Get Up Off of That Thing. Uh, you may know his brother better, Maceo. 
Maceo Parker. Sure. Remember, heard that remember name. James, James would always be yelling for Maceo to play his horn mm-hmm. in songs. Uh, Melvin and Maceo contributed to a lot of Browns hit records. Uh, Melvin, he uh, was with him in the 60s, but then got drafted. So he went into the Army for a while, but came back and appeared on Brown's classic Sex Machine album. Right. 1970, most of uh, James's band, including Melvin, walked out because uh, James was basically taking their money for no reason. So, Well, he would find. Well, he, he would find co- Exactly. Yeah. James Brown yeah. would find the drummer if he felt the beat was off. That's correct. That would have lasted about... Mm. <laughs> One <About> 45 <laughs> seconds. After, after every gig, he would yeah. have said, Joe, you owe me $300. Right, right. <laughs> and Barry Harris. Nope. Obscure. Barry Harris, a pianist who carefully preserved the language of bebop throughout his seven-decade career. As a performer and influential teacher, died Wednesday in New Jersey. He was 91. Uh, he had been hospitalized the last two weeks, died of complications due to COVID, according to a small group of friends. Uh, one of the leading musicians to emerge from Detroit's modern jazz explosion in the 40s and 50s. He remained uh, playing until the, his early 90s, two years ago. He led weekly workshops in New York, appeared in clubs, concert halls, and traveled the world to teach and spread. Bebop. Uh, who did he play with? He played. With, he had his own bands and his own CDs. You didn't. You've which, never heard of him. I, you never, want me to? You want me to go grab a CD? Uh, no, I, I believe. No, I, I. I want him to. I want him to prove it. There's right no back. way. There's oh, no we're way. We're seeing this uh, on TV. We're seeing it. I don't know yeah. how far he's got to go. Look at how John oh, he knew walks. He, hey, he walks weirder he's, than I do. You old guys walk funny. Yesterday he had on shorts and some slippers. He looked just like the Big Lebowski. Yeah. He's got to go way back. That's you know a what? big vault. He's that got is a music. big music room, and he's scurrying now. But he's... look at that cool hoodie. You see what it says on the back? No, of that I can't read it from here. Sun Records. Oh yeah, yeah. It's what really is that? Cool. What is Sun Records? You know, you know what? He's starting to Elvis. panic. He's starting to panic. I'm proving him wrong. He can't right. find it. He can't yeah. find one. Or is one. he selecting one that he has many? Oh, my I, God. He's not bringing one back to the microphone. Oh, Kenny oh. got him. Kenny, you uh, got him. Uh, you, uh, you got uh, me because I can't find it. So maybe in a stack of CDs that I've listened to in, in the last John, year or so. Uh, no, I tend to stack them. Here's the sound of Kenny patting his own back. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny, here's yes. a chance to get redemption. Are you with me? I'm with you. You get, uh, let's say, an hour and a half upon the uh, uh the post-production of this show to tweet out a photo inside your music room Hour of that and CD. A half. Well, give them time to find it. If or, you don't find it, that hoodie you're wearing is mine. Yeah, or well, run to cheapo. That's, that's not going to happen. <laughs> no, or run to cheapo. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I believe you, John. I'm just giving you grief. Okay, thanks, thanks. Uh, lust is not one of the worst of the seven deadly sins, according to Pope Francis. Okay. There are worse indiscretions well, than sex. You're talking to four guys or three guys. That's not a problem for us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Joe lusts over British cars. I'm currently lusting over a tractor. Reavers likes his beer. Johnny's <laughs> getting a new guitar. Right? New guitars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so not an issue. <laughs> there are worse indiscretions than sex outside of marriage, the leader of the Catholic Church told reporters on the papal plane while en route from Greece to Italy. The 84-year-old religious leader said uh, sins of the flesh are not the most serious. He said top transgressions are pride and hatred. The New York Post reported that Francis's rankings of the worst wrongdoings followed the resignation of an archbishop in Paris who quit over a relationship with a woman earlier this month. I think the fact that the uh, news from the Krabby Coffee Shop uh, show exists means I have no pride. (laughs) 
So wow. that also not an issue. New episode wow. available so, right now. Yeah, make sure you turn it on to listen, folks. <laughs> Kenny's proud of it. Who? Which uh, president had lust in his heart? Oh, Jimmy uh, Carter. Jimmy Carter. Yeah. Jimmy Carter. Yeah, it's a Playboy interview. Yep. A routine walk. I think. Uh, Kenny, wait, 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 wait. Jimmy Carter yeah. did an interview with Playboy. Yeah. Oh yeah, Was everybody that? used to do interviews. You know oh, who? You did. know okay. who found Jimmy everybody. Carter to be one hell of a guy? Randy hmm. Wayne White. Really. Uh, and it, there's a book of Randy's in which a president uh, is on the island for New Year's Eve. Well, it was the Carters, he finally told me. And huh. he, he just found him to be a delightful guy. Not a great president. No, but, but all but a accounts. Hell of a guy. Yeah, yeah, all accounts say he's a wonderful yep. person. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Kenny, yeah, you've told me, I don't know if it was off air or on, that otters are not to be trusted. No, they've oh got a mean God, streak. Oh, my I heard this story. A routine morning walk turned into a harrowing experience for a visitor to the Singapore Botanic Gardens last Tuesday when he was bitten by many otters. Yeah. Graham George Spencer, who is British and a Singapore permanent resident, was bitten by a family of otters near the park's entrance after another runner ran into the path and scared the otters. Spencer, who runs a maid agency in Singapore, said that he encountered the family of about 20 otters during his regular walk with a friend last Tuesday. 20? Wow. 20, yeah. He was walking That's a lot the, of otters. He was walking up a path toward the visitor center when he saw them on the adjoining path to his right. It was the first time he had seen otters there, he said, and he takes daily morning walks there. As he was waiting for the otters to pass, a runner ran straight into the path of the otters. Oh. That was when he... Yeah, that was when he said they turned from being quiet to going crazy like yeah. mad dogs. Yeah. While the runner managed to run past, the otters appeared to mistake him for the runner and attacked him. The group of otters hit him in the ankles and pushed him down to the ground, he said. Then they jumped on him and started biting him in his shoes and around his buttocks yeah. through his shorts for about 10 to 12 seconds. Uh, Spencer's friend, who was about 15 paces away from him, ran up screaming and shouting in a bid to scare away the otters. They appeared to hesitate for a moment. That gave Spencer a chance to jump up and run away. His friend then helped him make his way to the visitor center to seek help. He said it ended up he was bitten 26 times wow. in 10 seconds. Jeez. Wow. said if it wasn't for his friend, I don't think I'd still be here. I think I'd probably be dead. Yesterday on Mississippi River Boulevard, I, I noticed women scurrying to pick up their dogs and hold them. And the next thing I knew, I just see this fox walking right up the street. Oh, wow. Yeah. Healthy looking really? fox. Yeah. yeah. John, you must have a different account of the story I had, or I saw yeah. this morning, I'm sorry. Okay. Because apparently the otters attacked him because he was brave enough to badmouth the United States of America. That's right. They're an otter. It's an otter. <laughs> I had a run-in with an otter on a Saturday. Yeah, I don't do that. Really? I had to defend myself. I'm sure you did. Didn't bite the you world didn't. is less one otter now. No, no, he's he's still around. I'm yeah. sure he's bragging to his otter buddies yeah. about the fear he put into me. Did but, you see uh, the bearded guy try to take uh, me out? I, I shut down his BS in a hurry. <laughs> Honey badger don't care. Nope. <laughs> uh, uh, Canon, the uh, camera people. Yes, uh, they're they're poised to shake up the digital imaging industry next year. They have a new sensor capable of capturing full color images at one-tenth the brightness that conventional sensors need. In other words, you can start taking full, fully realized colored pictures in the dark. Cool. Really? really? Wait yeah. a minute. Why would I want to? Well, <laughs> wait a minute. I saw the look on uh, Chris's face right away, so I, like, I know what he's thinking. But yeah, they well, say... I mean, dark, what's the point? I don't get it. 
Well, see, but the picture wouldn't be like well, if you anyway. were sightseeing outside. Be good they for could, the moon uh, stuff like there that. There you go. Yeah. Or maybe you see a nice bird in the tree. Yeah. Well, uh, their thing is, it could revolutionize autonomous driving because that sensor could see things. Oh. And even security systems. So if you have, if you've had, I have a ring security system on my house. It's very weird looking at night if something moves in front. Yeah, you're right. Because there's some, t- those will surface on social media a lot, those yeah. ring camera yeah. grabs. It's yeah. just a bright image that moves in front of you. That's all Speaking you see. Speaking of uh, photographs, I received a, a Christmas card yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I've got to say, I was absolutely delighted by it. I now have faces to match up with the many off-air stories I've been getting about little urchins mm-hmm. for the past couple uh-huh. of years. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was really, really cool. We poured over this Christmas card. Mm-hmm. And the cover was the typical sourpuss man with a scowl on it and the charming <laughs> lady sitting next to him with mm-hmm. a smile. Oh, please tell me it had him with his Scott Farkas hat on, too. No. 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 Darn it. But he had the it's, typical... Uh, uh, you know, I'm going to kick your uh, <laughs> look on his face <laughs> while the bride was smiling. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Now, now, I wonder if the person, you, you didn't write that, did you, Joe, the stuff that went with it? Because no, it took no. a shot at you. It was great. Yeah, yeah. it was a fun was, line on it was, there. It was, yes. it was a good line. I bet he hasn't <laughs> even uh, seen the card I don't even himself. know what they're talking about. <laughs> 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 I knew it. <laughs> Uh, I think he's referred to as older, and she's referred to as wiser. Oh, okay. Ex- exactly. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of aging, wow, what a segue. Anti-aging treatments come in all shapes and sizes, from oxygen, ch- uh, oxygen chambers to simple diets and exercise. Now researchers say a brand-new pill, a flavonoid-based pill to fight aging and improve longevity, could be on the horizon for humans after scientists found the treatment dramatically extended the lifespans of mice. A team from the Chinese Academy of Sciences in Shanghai says injecting elderly rodents with a grapeseed extract increased their remaining time by more than 60%. That may not sound like a lot, but uh, if you uh, consider it's 9%, that'd be equivalent to more than a decade more for a human being. Boy, that's something. Corresponding author Dr. Yu Sun... Are you actually listening? Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> I am. Corresponding author Dr. Yu Sun says the plant chemical has high potential as a clinical intervention to delay, alleviate, and even prevent illnesses. The flavonoid known as PCC1 flushes out zombie or senescent cells that have stopped dividing. Uh, now, they're going to have tested on humans, but uh, Say, uh, they, they have to. That was a really interesting, testing. John. Uh, are we going to cover the uh, Hennepin County Sheriff story? Uh, well, we did yesterday right. to a certain extent. I don't know what there is to say about this. Do you think he should? Well, my only question, I've been thinking about it all day to you, is what now? Well, I'm sure he's got some sort of personal reparations in mind. He didn't hurt anyone else. It was his, this is Dave Hutchinson. It was his own vehicle. No, he it does was a county no, vehicle. It was not, I'm, I'm sorry, it was not I'm, but I meant yeah. it, the, it was an only vehicle crash. Oh, there was see. nothing else involved, and he... Uh, he uh, Said today, he's lucky to be alive. Yeah. So all and, true, but should he step? Uh, down? That's not my uh, p- uh, purpose to uh, say that. I have no idea. I, I did notice in the paper, Kenny. Perhaps you have the story there in front of you. It looks I like do. he's he's. There's no. Uh, how can I put this? There's he's not answerable. Basically, to, to nobody can fire him. Right. Is, I guess is the way I, because he's right. an elected official. Yeah. 
Right. So, but everything I know about the guy suggests he'll take this very seriously. Yeah, and yeah, he made all the right statements. Yeah. Yep. I made yeah. the inexcusable decision to right. drive after drinking. I'm deeply sorry as the chief law enforcement officer in Hennepin County. I'm held to a higher standard. I regret the choice I made and apologize to the citizens I serve, the staff I work with, and the friends and family who support me. And he goes on and on and on about he takes yep. full responsibility. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Say, um, before, I don't know if you're ending this segment now, Joe, but before we do, can I can I confess something to you? Sure. Um, well, it, it concerns the Barry Harris story. Yeah. Uh, when, when I went over there, I found a couple CDs by a jazz pianist I like a lot, whose name is Gene Harris. Right. So for a day, I've been thinking the guy that died was the guy I had the CDs of. So you and really it, don't know not, this guy. I really died. don't know who Kenny Barry wins Harris all that. I, Kenny I won thought, that hands down. I thought he was Gene Harris. And, I don't uh, win because I haven't heard of Gene Harris either. Uh, Gene Harris is excellent. You'd love him. Excellent yeah. piano player. Who I, You know what? And I think Gene probably has been dead for about 20 years. So yeah. huh. that's that's all. Huh. I'm, I'm sorry. I, didn't mean, so, I did not mean to mislead the public. So much like <laughs> when Rookie punked Royce years ago, Ruck, I don't know a bleeping Barry. <laughs> Someday, I, you know, I should have. Somebody will tell that story. I should have brought the CD. I should have brought the CD over and just and put my finger right, in right, front right, of yeah. Gene. Right, he's so stupid. He would have bought just, it. Hell, you could have brought over a Thelonious Monk right. CD and I would have bought it. <laughs> yeah, that guy. He plays Twinkle Twinkle really well. <laughs> All right, John. Thank you. You bet. The Canopy Group is an insurance agency that is unique by offering 16 carefully selected companies for home and auto insurance. Listen, this is the holiday season. Would you be satisfied if the only dessert you could have this year was fruitcake made by one person's fruitcake? Boy, that'd be terrible, wouldn't it? That's like having one agent representing one company as your insurance option. Meanwhile, your neighbor creates an exchange with 40 family members. They have a variety of desserts, fudge, cutouts, gingerbread, all that good stuff. The Canopy Group knows it is all about options. That's why their insurance agents offers these 16 companies. They have 40 licensed agents working behind the scenes to ensure you always have the best coverage at the best price. Remember, Canopy clients' average savings annually is over $800. This holiday season, don't get stuck with the fruitcake. Get options with the Canopy Group, 800-967-3389, or visit thecanopygroup.com. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Sushi. Thursday. I'm going to send you to EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake for all of your Christmas shopping survival guides. Really good Christmas deals for GLers. 200 bucks off on all stock Bentelli e-bikes. You can buy the same bike I did, but only for $13.99. And Three. much like that, if I buy the same bike as you, will people come to my house and take it from They'll me? They'll probably take it and remove it. <laughs> 300 bucks off all Yamaha electric bikes. Youth ATV starting at $10.99. I wish I had the space. I would get one. That's great fun for the kids and grandkids. Bentelli scooters that turn urban errands into adventures. Your choice of three models on sale for $12.99. You're going to get 60, 70 miles to the gallon. For your urban errands. All Yamaha clothing, 10% off, and full snowmobile servicing if you need to get your sled ready to go this winter. 
And uh, we're under an advisory that's calling for as much as 10 inches of snow just here in the metro starting tomorrow. And they're still accepting winter storage units for those of you who might have waited. It's a really, really fun place. Tim Bloom and his daughter are experts on the Bintelli e-bikes and experts on everything else with a great service department and that pickup and delivery program that I take advantage of my bikes out there now for the winter. Nicely put away and toasty. It's all uh, climate-controlled storage. That's EcoFun Motorsports. It's right on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. I didn't believe what you said. You said up to 10 inches, right? Mm-hmm. According to my forecast, two to four inches possible tomorrow during the day, and then another three to five possible uh-huh. tomorrow night. Wow! Yeah, but that... I think I think the forecast calls for more snow south of where you are. Yeah, s- south of where you are. Yeah, I will, I'll be lucky if I see a flake yeah. up here. Only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Mumpumalanga, South Africa, from the Traveling Lymans. It was on this day in 1890. Reavers. Yep. It was on this day in 1890. December 9th, Joe. That the University Avenue streetcar line from Minneapolis to St. Paul began operation. Hmm. Huh. And it was on this day in 1935, December 9th, mm-hmm. 1935, tabloid editor Walter W. Liggett is killed by machine gun fire at his Minneapolis home. A crusading reporter, Liggett had ties with right and left wingers, was accused of blackmail, and was an opponent of Governor Floyd B. Olson. Gangster Kid Can was tried for the crime, but found not guilty. Oh, he was, a, if I remember my history right, he was, a, he had a nightclub, didn't he? Didn't yeah, wasn't he? his name Rosenblum or Rosenthal or Rosenblum? And Kid w- Can? Look it up quick, quick John. Kid wasn't Can. it? Look, look uh, right now. Blumenfeld. Blumenfeld. somewhere off of West 7th, close to the river, wasn't that it? That I don't know. I bet Sid knew him, not in a criminal way, but I bet Sid knew Kid Can. Mm-hmm. Hello? Yeah. Did you know him? Was there a party? Where's the party? Well, he's a local journalist that wrote uh, John Dillinger Slept Here. It's in that book where I read it. Yeah. I, I know who you mean. Was it Maccabee? Yeah, it might be Maccabee. Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you. He, uh, had, he and his family owned a ton of liquor stores. Uh, Loring Liquors, East Hennepin Lake Street. They monopolized the liquor business, and that's why they had so many enemies, according to Wikipedia. Hmm. Hmm. Huh. All right. Thank you, GLers. Thank you. Say, GLers, do us a favor. Hit that subscribe button on the Garage Logic YouTube page. That would be very helpful. And also follow us on all of our social media platforms on the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram. And don't forget, a brand new episode of the News from the Krabby Coffee Shop dropped yesterday along with a fresh episode of the weekly scramble we don't drop episodes we release episodes uh, we're we're older don't say drop don't say drop a couple of old guys we release episodes (laughs) i'm about to release an episode right now (laughs) (laughs) that's the funniest thing you've said in years It is that time in Garage Logic once again where we call Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. And I did that just like you should today by calling 952 925 5608. That number, once again, is 952 925 5608. And you call that number for that free, free, free 48 minute financial consultation. And when you call Mr. Money Talk, you are always going to get straight talk. You are never going to get sugar coated advice. And Josh is on the line with us once again here in Garage Logic. And Josh, today, you would 
would like to talk your book and calm some fears today. Now, most people might be hearing me all the time on this program talking my book. By that, I mean I want to talk about stocks that I own in my portfolio and my client's portfolio. And as you're probably well aware, as I talk about this company almost on a daily basis, it's my favorite fruit company, Apple, which hit another new high. The talking heads, oh, Apple's hitting a new high, can't go any higher, the stock is overvalued, you should be reducing your position in Apple. Well, I have owned and traded Apple dating back to 2004. I have been through, and my clients have been through numerous times where Apple has reached a new high, then pulled back 30 and 40 percent, only to move up again. Why do I like Apple so much? Just take a look at the company's impact on our everyday life. Most people will hold some type of device in their hand, which is more than just a phone. It's a handheld computer and has as much computing power as early computers that help to send men to the moon. That's all in your hand, not to mention the ability to get on the internet, contact all your friends, take pictures, and I could go on and on. The hardware business, so not just the phone or the watch that I wear or the computer or laptop, is just a part. More and more of Apple's business is coming from their services, and they are a cash-generating machine. Yet the cash does go down because Apple has been buying back shares and reducing their share count, which is in turn increase their earnings. At some point, Apple will be cash neutral. The cash coming in will cover their bills and they'll have enough cash to pay dividends and maybe even buy some shares back. This is a worldwide company. It is approaching three trillion dollars in value. It is a definite must-have, must-own. It will fluctuate like any company. There are no guarantees. I just hope at some point they continue to increase the dividend to make it more attractive. Is it tough to buy a stock at a high? Yes, but I do have currently a $200 price target on it, and as new information comes available, that price target could be increased. I own a company called Amazon, in my estimation, again, one of the best companies worldwide. It is diversified across many different businesses, retail, digital retail, advertising, news, cloud computing, logistics, freight, forwarding, one of the largest employers in the world, another cash-generating business providing services that many of us cannot do without, big business. These two names, and I've focused on companies involved in the internet, leisure businesses, China-related businesses, real assets such as real estate, I do a little short-term trading. So that's been the focus that I have for my clients. Companies we've had some difficulty with this year are involved in the casino and gaming business. I am a believer that many people like to bet on sports, and sports betting has been expanding and is being legalized. There is more competition in this business, and each of these companies needs states to ratify this business so they can expand. There is plenty of potential, not only for companies like a FanDuel or DraftKings, but also the brick-and-mortar people, whether it be Wynn Resort, Caesars, MGM, or Penn Game continue to expand and add on to their businesses. These stocks are at lows, with the exception really of Caesars and MGM right now, and do offer some short-term potential, at least for traders. I also like some semiconductor names. There's still a 
shortage in the semiconductor space and demand continues to move up. And of course, have to have a little bit of real estate in the portfolio to generate some additional yield. As well, I've always carried cash because I know the market will fluctuate, pull back, and I want to have money available both to add to positions or to have some safety. We've always said we're not into bonds. And speaking of bonds, prices could take a little bit of a hit in the next few days or next few weeks as the market becomes concerned about what the Fed is going to do to deal with the inflation that has been in our system. Inflation numbers from the CPI are estimated to come out tomorrow at 6.7%, which would be a multi-decade high. And that will get traders worried about the Fed moving faster on their taper and raising short-term interest rates sooner rather than later. Excellent report once again, Mr. Money Talk. GLers, you heard them. These volatile times call for an expert. Call 952-925-5608 for that free 48-minute financial consultation. You'll always get straight talk. You're never going to get sugar-coated advice. Josh, as always, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.